0: From the capital city, I'm Ken Smith. Last year turned out to be a record year of precipitation for Juneau, and the southeast as a whole received heavy precipitation. Rich Frisch, meteorologist for the National Weather Service, Juneau, says even though December was a dry month for all of the panhandle and below normal on temperatures, we still beat the annual precipitation record in Juneau.
1: Now looking back at the whole year, uh, one thing that we had been watching since about mid-year, since about midsummer, was how we were going to shake out as far as annual precipitation. And we, in fact, uh, beat the uh, previous annual record for precipitation by, I think, well over three inches. And a lot of that had to do with uh, the very, very wet January, February, and March that we had at the beginning of this year.
0: Frisch says Juno's weather in midsummer to early autumn was typical, but that's all that was needed for a record year of precipitation.
1: We started watching it around the middle of the summer, and by the late summer, early autumn, it became obvious that if we just got normal precipitation, we were going to beat the record uh, very handily. And as it turns out, we were so far ahead that even with the below-normal precipitation of December this past month, we still got the new record.
0: Juno International Airport is the major climate recording site for the city, and recorded weather data at the airport goes back to 1936. So 2022's record year of precipitation in Juneau is all the more impressive.
1: Now looking back at the whole year, uh, one thing that we have been watching since about mid-year, since about midsummer. Was how we were going to shake out as far as annual precipitation. And we, in fact, uh, beat the uh, previous annual record for precipitation by, I think, well over three inches. And a lot of that had to do with uh, the very, very wet January, February, and March that we had at the beginning of this year.
0: Sitka recorded its wettest year in 1961 with 122.96 inches of precipitation and the weather records in Sitka go back to 1944. In 2022, Sitka had 102 inches of total precipitation, which Frisch says is still a lot of rain, even by southeast standards. Ketchikan had its biggest year of precipitation in 2005 at 196.03 inches of rain and melted snow, this past year, Ketchikan had a total of 154.38 inches of precipitation. And that's a lot of precipitation, even if it isn't a record, says Frisch.
1: So we're talking about three feet difference uh, between the record year and this year. And when you consider what three feet of rain and melted snow is, that is more precipitation than some uh, places, even in, in, in Alaska, see over the course of several years. We live in a very wet place.
0: The New Year's weekend was absent of any DUIs, says Erin Calora, Juno Police Department Public Safety Manager. She says all in all, it was a normal weekend of police activity.
2: Overall, we had a, a really successful holiday weekend for New Year's weekend. Uh, things were... Uh, fairly normal. Uh, Regular weekend activities were occurring and we had a few arrests. We had some disturbances, a fight, uh, some domestics, but no DWIs and nothing of significance related to the holiday to report.
0: One arrest that took place on January 2nd involved 60-year-old Juneau resident, Anthony C. Perry, who police sought at Home Depot for a felony warrant.
2: Perry was arrested on a felony warrant yesterday related to a case that occurred on December 7th, a burglary of a business on Front Street. Uh, he had an outstanding warrant, and two officers attempted to contact him at Home Depot, and he fled. Uh, he did not comply with instructions. Uh, they, it took him about 10, 15 minutes, but he was ultimately arrested for the felony warrant, and he was also charged with resisting arrest, violating conditions of release, and three charges of assault on a police officer in the fourth degree. He was transported to the Lemon Creek Correctional Center and lodged there yesterday.
0: Kalwara said the burglary occurred on Front Street at a bar. And during the New Year, Calwara also says there are several vacancies at the police department.
2: We have vacancies in patrol for police officers. We have vacancies in dispatch and one vacancy for call taker. We're currently recruiting for our records technician. Uh, We did interviews this week, and we're hoping that we hire somebody pretty soon for that.
0: Coming up on News of the North, an indigenous artist is helping to support Alaska's Native Youth Snow Sports Program. A new fishing advisory is out. Make that advisories as they were announced today. We'll have the details. In the start of the second half of the school year, we'll start also without masks, but health is on the mind. All that coming up on News of the North. You're listening to News of the North. James Johnson, an indigenous formline artist, is providing support for OC Alaska's native youth snow sports program, and he's doing so through his art.
3: That's so what I do for a living. O- outside of you know Alaska, I want to take the art form places that haven't gone before. And uh, for me, like having these opportunities, working with these companies, you know, Vans, Libtech, Smartwool, Yeti, you know, I want to give back to my community. They've all been really supportive, and um, this is like the perfect opportunity to do that with the snow sports program, is to give these kids experience being on the mountains, where otherwise they wouldn't have that opportunity.
0: The event on the hill will be held at the end of January and decided once everyone has signed up so Eagle Crest can plan accordingly, If Native youth want to sign up for the free Eagle Crest Day, they should come to the Elizabeth Paratrovich Hall at 6 p.m. this Friday to celebrate with indigenous-led ski films, door prizes, and music. No prior snow sport experience is needed.
3: The purpose of the program is to help kids that couldn't afford to be up at Eagle Crest to have, spend the day up there and enjoy the day and possibly develop a passion for these outdoor sports, whether it be skiing or snowboarding. Now we're not going to turn anyone away. We're going to be doing a follow-up event in the spring as well. We encourage all the kids to come out to this event Friday and just enjoy being in the community, enjoy the music performance, and possibly win some free gear. But then we're going to Keep all the names and overlap it into spring if needed, depending on how many kids show up.
0: The Alaska Department of Fish and Game announced its annual advisory reports for commercial and personal fishing. Jazz Garrett has more.
4: The Alaska Department of Fish and Game announced its annual advisory reports for commercial and personal fishing. Laura Coleman, groundfish biologist, spoke first to News of the North about the lean cod season. So there's seven different
5: areas for the management of Lincoln. So you have IBS which is IC Bay Subdistrict. East Yakutat, Northern Southeast outside section, the central southeast outside section, the southern southeast outer coast, and the northern southeast inside subdistrict, and then finally the southern southeast internal waters sector. There's specific allocations for each management area, and it also depends on the what fishery they're doing. So there's a the commercial directed fishery the commercial longline bycatch fishery, the commercial salmon troll bycatch fishery, and then also the commercial groundfish jig bycatch fishery. And so each one has a specific one and they can find that in the advisory announcement.
4: Coleman next addressed rockfish closures.
5: The DSR fishery, the directed DSR fishery is closed for all of 2023, but for personal use, that fishery is open to 6 of the DSR species, so that's the quillback, china, rose thorn, copper, canarian, tiger rockfish, and the that personal use bottomfish fishery is closed to the retention of yellow eye.
4: Ria ground groundfish project leader, explains why yellow eye rockfish has been closed since 2020.
6: So we have had the Directed DSR commercial fishery closed since 2020. Despite our conservative management actions over the last decade, we were still seeing declines in yellow rockfish biomass. So that led to additional closures being taken, and that was for the directed commercial fishery, and then, as Laura mentioned, restrictions in the personal use fishery.
4: Coleman and Erasman gave details for Pacific Cod fisheries.
5: Directed Pacific Cod season opens January 1st, Um, and we'll close at the end of the year on December 31st.
6: So for Pacific Cod, we have different management areas as well, and we monitor the catch by smaller geographic areas, including Frederick Sound, IC Strait, Lynn Canal, Stevens Passage, and Chatham Strait. And so those smaller geographic areas may close if the um, guideline harvest levels are reached or ranges are reached in that given
5: area Um, before the end of
4: the year. Coleman says one new thing has been added this year.
5: New this year that your fishermen do have to register for the fishery and so that was changed at the board of fish meeting that happened in March of last year and that regulation came into action starting in September 25th of last year.
0: The second half of the school year begins for students in Juneau on Tuesday, January 10th. With the flu season upon us and concerns for a surge in COVID cases following the holidays, some schools in the country are considering mask mandates for the first couple of weeks, as recommended by health officials. But in the Juneau School District, Superintendent Bridget Weiss says there won't be a mask mandate.
7: Well, the Juno School District is going to uh, operate when we get back kids back next week under our existing protocols, which really is uh, we want families, staff, students all to stay home uh, if they are uh, not feeling well, um, you know, to continue the normal protocols that have helped us, uh, washing hands thoroughly multiple times a day, etc. Uh, but we're not going back to a mask mandate at this point.
0: Weiss says the health protocols in place have been working well, and if need be, they can be adjusted.
7: The systems that we've had in place certainly have, have worked for us, and If needed, we would certainly consider any health mitigation. But at this point, uh, we are going to operate um, as we were prior to winter break.
0: She says they don't have specific data to draw upon regarding numbers of students who miss school because of respiratory or COVID illnesses. But there hasn't been any observed unusual numbers of students absent from school in the first half of the school year.
7: We know that there were lots of colds going around and, and certainly flu and things, but we didn't see a drastic shift in attendance or those kinds of indicators. So, um, so again, if we were to see something that we thought we needed to respond to, we would, we would consider changes. Uh, but at this point, heading into the holidays, uh, we felt like we were doing okay and um, we're going to hope for a good January.
0: Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. I'm Ken Smith for News of the North.